0: Hi friends, thank you for joining me for another episode of Good Morning Family, a podcast of my weekly sermons. Who knows, maybe I'll throw in a special sermon for you every now and then. I hope this podcast is good news for you. If you find these words helpful, please rate and review my podcast on iTunes or on whatever host you found it. Thanks for your help and for being part of the family. And now, here's this week's sermon. Listen and enjoy. Good morning, family. Today is Trinity Sunday. These past three weeks of the Christian calendar have been pivotal. We've gone from the season of Easter to the season of Pentecost. We have journeyed through Easter to the Ascension as Jesus ascended to his heavenly throne. Then we experienced Pentecost as God gave the gift of His Holy Spirit to us. In these two events, we see the three persons of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So what is this thing, this concept called the Trinity? How can God be three yet one, or one yet three? How can God be Father, Son, and Spirit, all at the same time? That's why we pause on this day, Trinity Sunday, to talk about the triune nature of God. So let's look at John chapter 3 this morning. In John chapter 3 we find a familiar conversation. A man, a Pharisee, a religious leader came to Jesus under the cover of darkness to talk to him, to ask him some questions. Now we don't know if this man named Nicodemus came on official business to interrogate Jesus in order to determine his authenticity, his veracity, or if he came out of personal curiosity. Maybe it was both. Well, Nicodemus and Jesus have a theological discussion. So let's read John chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Hear the word of the Lord. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a Jewish leader. He came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, We know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could do these miraculous signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born anew, it's not possible to see God's kingdom. Nicodemus asked, How is it possible for an adult to be born? It's impossible to enter the mother's womb for a second time and be born, isn't it? Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Don't be surprised that I said to you, You must be born anew. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever been hiking? Many, many years ago, I took a hiking class in college. I figured, how hard can it be to get credit for walking, right? Well, the highlight or the low light for some was a weekend hiking trip in a beautiful state park in Eastern Oklahoma. The story of our hike is rather traumatic. It was a horrible weekend, but that's beside the point. What I want you to know is that when we first arrived at the park, We organized our gear before reporting to the ranger station. There at the station, we saw a sign that read, Trail Starts Here. I, as a cynical college student, made some smart remark about how unnecessary the sign was because anyone could see that the trail started right there. That's when our guide said, You know, if you don't know where the trail starts, you can't hike it. Hmm. If you don't know where the trail starts, you can't hike it. I've thought about that a time or two over the years, and, you know, it's relevant today because today is Trinity Sunday. Today is the day on the church's calendar when we explore the Christian doctrine of the Holy Trinity and proclaim that God is one God and He is God alone. But we also proclaim that God is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, most folks consider the idea of the Trinity to be way too abstract an idea. I understand that. Lots of people think that the Trinity is something that theologians might worry about and that has little impact on how we regular folk live in our everyday lives. I really do get it, but that's simply not true. The doctrine of the Trinity is like a trail in a forest called the life of God. If we hike this trail called Trinity in the forest of the life of God, we will discover and experience some amazing things. And if we stay on the trail, we will begin to see what God is really, truly like in all of his beauty, in all of his wildness, in all of his splendor. What we discover is that God is not the way that many people think he is. Some people think that God is like a gigantic, benevolent father or mother in the sky. Others view God as an angry and stern judge who glares and stares down at us and forces us to obey through fear and guilt. Some think that God is like a divine clockmaker who made the universe and everything in it, wound it up, and then lets it tick away on its own. Others think of God as like some distant, cold, and unblinking star shining out there somewhere, but far away from us in our lives. But when we hike the trail called Trinity, we discover that God is not a fearsome judge, and he is not a divine clockmaker or a faraway star. Instead, God is rather a community of persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in a living and dynamic communion of love and self-giving now before we can hike or walk this trail called trinity into the life of god we need like the hiking guide said to know where the trail starts and that is what nicodemus was asking in our scripture passage today nicodemus was a pharisee a religious leader but you do know don't you that there's sometimes a difference between being religious, even being a religious leader, and actually knowing God? Nicodemus had a very public commitment to God on the outside, but and I'm assuming here, he wanted something more. He wanted something deeper. He was seeking a relationship with God on the inside. Nicodemus wanted to journey along the trail into the mysterious forest that is God. So Nicodemus went to Jesus at night secretly to say, Jesus, I know you come from God. It's plain to see, and I want to know God too. I want to really know God. I feel like I want God in my life, but how do I begin? Which was his way of asking Jesus, where does the trail start? Jesus shocked Nicodemus with his answer. Let's be honest. Jesus kind of shocks us too, doesn't he? Jesus said, Contrary to popular opinion, Nicodemus, you don't need God in your life. You don't need God to come into your life. You've got it backwards. God doesn't come into your life. You need to come into God's life. You see, it works the other way around. God offers us his life as a gift and invites us to enter it. You need to be in the life of God. In fact, Nicodemus, you need to be born all over again. But this time, you need to be born into God's life. How is that even possible? Nicodemus asked. The last time I checked, that's a physical impossibility. And Jesus said, I know you don't get it. But there is good news, Nicodemus. The eternal life of God is not far from you. God's abundant life has come near to you. In fact, the life of God is standing right in front of you, talking to you now. You see, the love that binds Father, Son, and Holy Spirit together, the love that flows through the divine life in the interrelatedness of the Trinity, has come into this world in the person of Jesus. God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son. He did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. God sent us his Son as the pathway for us to follow that leads us into the fullness of the life of God which is to say, Jesus Christ is where the trail starts. And when we follow that trail, it always leads us to the joyful and loving life of God. This is why when people choose to follow Jesus and are baptized into the Christian life, we baptize them not only in Jesus' name, but in the name of the Trinity, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You see, being baptized is not just a routine or a ceremony. It's a rebirth into a new way of life, into God's life. Following Jesus is not simply asking, what would Jesus do? It is being drawn into a relationship with the fullness of God's life. In the same way as a new bride soon realizes that she has not just married a husband, but married into his whole family, to belong to Jesus is to belong to his family whole family to belong to Jesus is to be drawn through Jesus, the son into a deep and loving relationship with God, the father in the power of the spirit. The other day I heard a story about a pastor who had just baptized a young boy after the child had been baptized. The minister put his hands on the little boy's wet head and spoke to him using Trinitarian language. He said, Son, you are a child of God, sealed by the Spirit in your baptism, and you belong to Jesus Christ forever. At that, the little boy replied, "Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. But it was also an appropriate response. How many of us said, "Uh Uh-oh, at our baptism? That uh Uh-oh was the recognition that everything had changed that this boy would never be the same. No longer was he the sole possession of his biological family. He was now a beloved member of the family of God. Now he would be called to show the world the kind of love and self-giving that occurs between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That young boy was called in his baptism, as we are called in our baptism, to live differently in the world to live the life of God, to walk and talk, to live and love in ways that reflect Jesus and that will sometimes be met with scorn and rejection. No wonder his baptismal response was, "Uh uh-oh. Somehow he perceived that his life would never be the same. And that, I think, is what the Trinity is all about. It's about belonging to God. And belonging to God is belonging to the life of God, to the community of God in three persons, and being called to live our lives in the same way that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit relate to one another. God loved the world so much that God gave His only Son. And His Son, Jesus Christ, invites us all into the abundant life of God. And the trail that leads us into the abundant eternal life of God is the Trinity, and it starts right here. Let's pray. Good and gentle God, we praise you. Through your word and the Holy Spirit, you created all things. You reveal your salvation in all the world by sending us Jesus Christ, the word made flesh. Through your Holy Spirit, you give us a share in your life and love. Draw us this day and every day into the fullness of your life and self-giving love. Fill us with the vision of your glory that we may always serve and praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Father, we pray for those afflicted and affected by COVID-19. Help us to bring your love and your healing to those who desperately need it. Help us to comfort and care for those who are the last, the least, the lost, and the left out. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Your job this week is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Because everyone needs love. And everyone needs to know that God loves them, no matter What? Please don't let these trying days rob you of your joy. With Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction. May God the Father bless you and protect you. May God the Son make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God the Holy Spirit lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen. Amen.